0: Would you like an opinion on a financial matter you're dealing with? Whether it's about retirement, investments, taxes, or 401ks, Scott Hansen and Pat McLean would like to help you by answering your call. To join Allworth's Money Matters, call now at 833-99-WORTH. That's 833-99-WORTH. Welcome to All Worth's Money Matters.
1: I'm Scott Hanson. I'm Pat McClain. Thanks for being with us. That's right. Glad you are joining us as we talk about financial matters, both myself and my co-host, both practicing financial advisors for over three decades, doing this program for 27 years. Not long. When you make wise choices about your money. We've been through lots of market cycles. (laughs)
2: Yes, many, many, many. (laughs) Lots of... uh, The, uh, yes, I was at the uh, gym the other day and someone says to me, ah, you must be going crazy. I said, not really. He said, well, how, how could you not? And he said, well, first of all, we talk about these down markets with clients on a regular basis, even though you're not in a down market because it's how they react to down markets,
1: um, is really important. So you prepare them for down markets. Well, it's, I had a I I had a doctor's appointment this week. Uh, this doctor I hadn't seen in about 15 years. And uh, he, he says to me, Scott, I don't know how you do your job. I said, what do you mean? He said, well, a few weeks ago, I'm looking at my statement. Everything's down. And then I read that we only have 25 days left of uh, diesel supply, supply chain problems. And he said, I started thinking, we, if there's not diesel, the economy's going to shut down. He said, I almost sold everything out. And he said, I'm glad I didn't because the markets had, had rallied after that point in time. So I don't know how you do what you do. <laughs> and, I, and it was kind of funny because it was, a. you've heard me say this quite a bit, but I think one of the greatest values a good advisor brings is keeping people from making mistakes from which they cannot recover.
3: Yeah,
2: and this is a doctor that tells people bad news all day long about their health, which is, by the way, more important than money. And then he's asking you, like, how do you do your job? you got to be thinking how do you do your job? <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. You got three weeks. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean,
1: yeah. I don't care what kind of a doctor you are. You deliver bad news. I mean, I did. kind of explained to him. I said, well, the way we, our approach is let's look at when you're going to need your money. It's invested for the future. So when's that going to be? And based upon that time horizon and how much you can stand withstand the ups and downs, we'll build the right kind of portfolio. I said, I have no idea what's, what the markets are going to do next week. I don't try to make guesses based upon. But we will actually, we can tell you with some degree of certainty how your portfolio will bounce,
2: or bounce around between. Here and then, but I can't tell you whether, when, but we know that at some point in time, if you've got a portfolio that's 60, 40, you're going to be down 25%, but I don't know if it's in the first year, the fifth year, the seventh year, but if you need money, we'll build a portfolio. Speaking of needing money, I want to talk a little bit about GoFundMe pages for people that have lost their life savings in the FTX and now are uh, posting GoFundMe pages, having other people... Um, asking <laughs> other we'll, people to give them we'll, money. By
1: the way, we'll we'll spend uh, we'll spend the, the the latter part of this program talking just kind of our take because we, we didn't last week. Uh, FTX, there's some other <laughs> um, crypto. It's just the start. It certainly feels that way. It is We'll talk about just the start. And what I haven't read much Pat, which we'll talk about, is the way that these companies issued coins. They didn't issue s- shares in the companies. They issued coins. Yes. FTT. Um, and then they used <laughs> – Alameda bought the coins, right? Yes, yes. Anyway, we'll, we'll get into about that. that. And then it. we're
2: going we're gonna to bring it back to some historical things that happened in uh, the U.S. banking system before regulations uh, took place, um, which will give you the ability – To contrast, uh, what is happening today and why it's happening, and why, if you've been a long time listener of this show, we have told you to stay far, far away from not only Elvis plates, Beanie Babies, and cryptocurrencies, as well as you
1: don't like my Elvis plate collection I have got in my my dining room.
2: No, I I, quite frankly I do not. And the, the president's dolls and the NFTs, the non fungible tokens. So, but the GoFundMe. Oh, we're gonna take. Let's take some calls first, and then we'll go to the GoFundMe okay can we do that yeah if you want to be part of the program well, poor joe's been waiting here for
1: and what do you mean we it, just started a couple other people huh we just started okay this is our program you just teased it that's all so i thought you were going to talk about it then but we can't talk to well, Joe. i didn't tease it not like a radio guy i guess i did you did i said okay Okay. You were going to talk about it, and States. I actually, you were going to talk about it, and I teased. let's, anyways, okay, well, let's talk to Joe. 833-99-WORTH, if you want to, uh, if you got a question for us, you want to participate in our program. 833-99-WORTH. We're in Texas with Joe. Joe, you're with All Worth's Money Matters.
4: Uh, yes, sir. Hi. Uh, good afternoon. Uh, thank you for uh, taking my call. Uh I'm originally from the Show Me state, so I'm hoping that you guys can show me here, uh, kind of on dead center on what to do with regards to a legacy pension that a my company now has stopped funding to bring us in line with the rest of the aerospace industry. That's now a cash balance formula that takes into account of the 10-year tra- T-bill rate mm-hmm. and what they call cash credits okay. uh, and interest yep. credits. Okay. So that, that's the subject. So the question is now with the PBGC rate, uh, this is only to show that the informal network at in my company is stronger than the formal network. Uh, we have a lot of people that it looks like it's a mass exodus of folks that are leaving that have these legacy pensions that are out there because the PBGC rate that's going to be announced sometime in mid December. December 15th? Is, uh, yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, is Is right now for us, it's at 0%, but the What's being advertised is that it's around two five, two six, around two seven, uh, and for every base point that that uh, goes up, we lose ten percent of our lump sum. It only impacts those who have lump sum and so, uh, lump sum uh, cash out.
1: Yeah. So <laughs> there's a few different terminologies that were thrown in here, and just kind of for for the the rest of us. Um, these pension plans, the traditional pension plan was you work for the company for 30 years. Let's say you get your 30 years. They multiply it by some uh, formula and multiply by your final salary, right? And so you get 60% of your final salary or whatever the number is. And as time went on, companies realized they really was had trouble paying for these things and them, particularly when there was down markets and they were underfunded. And it was really hurting their earnings. So a lot of companies said, let's figure out how to get out of these traditional pension plans and many move to these cash balance formula. Well, these are I don't know, 15, 20 years ago. Yes. But there's different form. <laughs> there's different ways these are structured. The, the, some of the cash balance formulas, the, the participant is guaranteed that a, that cash balance each year, and the cash balance just grows a bit. In in others, there's the traditional lump sum where there's still a pension, a monthly pension, and the the, the reason the PBGC impacts the lump sum value is because there's a discount rate that is used. And as that discount rate goes up, the value of the lump sum goes down. So I guess first my question- Well, Scott, let's explain what that means. Let's explain why that is. So- I think we did
2: talk about it a week ago. We did talk about right. it a couple of weeks ago, but this affects a lot of, of people. And by the way, the PBGC stands for the Pension Benefit Guarantee Corporation. And they're probably using the midterm rate Uh, the federal midterm rate. So sometimes they'll use 100% of the PBGC. Sometimes firms will use 120% of the PBGC, but there's a formula driving it. And it's based upon a monthly pension. So if I had to give someone $100 a month for the rest of their life and they were age 60, we'd look at their life expectancy. I don't have a life expectancy table in front of me, but let's say it's 20 years.
1: 30 years. Brother. 30
2: years. So it's 30, years, to 30 years. 30 brother. years. And how much money would I have to set aside in their name in order to provide that $100 a month so that the day they died, that pot would be empty based on their life expectancy and this rate of return?
1: And if you could assume a really high interest rate, you don't need much cash set aside at all. If I had a
2: 100% interest rate, then I wouldn't have to put that much money in. If I had a 1% interest rate, I'd have to put a
1: lot of money in. And zero, you'd have $100 a month times 12 times 30 years each pension plan actually has their own formula behind it where they actually look at
2: the pbgc rate some do them on a quarterly basis some do it on a semi-annual and some do it on an annual
1: basis question joe is, is the plan that you have is that lump sum calculated based upon a monthly pension or is it in fact a cash balance plan that will not lose value
4: cash balance plan that won't lose uh, value, but they're going towards a, you know, they stopped funding it at the end of 2021. And they gave us this uh, ultimatum, uh, basically, that Uh, at the end of this year in 2022, we're now going over and transitioning to this new Formula
1: cash balance. Okay. Oh, got it. Okay. Okay. So you're okay. right in this window. Yeah. Boy, your company did it yeah. late. Yeah. Yeah. They were, that, they, they were, yeah. That was a long time yeah, ago. Yeah. Most of those were converted. I mean, a lot of them were converted in the late 90s yeah. to cash oh, balance. Yeah. So what is the, what is your So cash, you have a, tra- you have the option of a traditional, if you retired today, could you take a monthly pension?
4: I could. I okay. That okay.
1: Yeah. Got, all right. Now it's all coming. I'm getting some clarity here because I was confused. Like if it's a cash balance, you've got, the, uh it's a monthly pension that's converting to a cash balance. Yeah. Yes. But you don't but the cash so, balance you won't know the what the the cash balance is gonna be until December fifteenth. Is that how it works? Oh. Until next year. Well, we know it, it's gonna be a lot lower. The lump sum is gonna
4: be a lot yeah. lower. The new, right. Now they're gonna do they're converting starting in January first to this new formula yeah. which they would have the monthly payouts now. Got it. So so it's either now, it, the question is, with, the, with the, which I spoke of earlier about this mass exodus yep. of, of, of pensioners that are still eligible, is that, like I mentioned earlier, if they have a million dollars, let's say, and we have a base point of 1%, so now we're at like 2%, mm-hmm. should be under 3%, they are potentially losing 10% for each base point. That's about two hundred thousand. Uh, dollars
2: I don't know if you could draw it that. It's I don't think li- it's you, it, not linear. Yeah, yeah, but but it is substantial. It's substantial. Yes. So let me ask you have a question. Have you calculated it for yourself?
4: I try to, but uh, that's where I, 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 I'm. I'm like you. I'm thinking it's substantial. It may not be. It might be a ROM, an estimate, and close to it. But that's what the informal network has been in. <laughs> other pensioners have been communicating. Uh, on their own personal emails, aside from the company, because the, uh, well, the, the the company stances they they really don't know much until it happens. In well,
1: they June, know. Right? Well, you can look they at current rates to today, and you get a pretty yeah. good idea. So, would you, uh, yeah.
2: would you? Would you? Are you planning on retiring? Are you planning on retiring anytime soon? Uh,
4: here's my plan. Initially, I went into this uh, uh, retiring at my full retirement age, which is March of 2025. I'm a July. Nineteen fifty-eight. So that means uh, sixty-six and eight months. That puts me right there at uh, March of twenty twenty-five. But now, since this dilemma, it's just has this come two about, years, yeah. Yeah, since and this how... dilemma has come out, <laughs> it, it's kind of like I'm so close yep. at sixty-four. Uh, you know,
1: how much? How much come, is your lump? How much is your lump sum ballpark? One
4: point uh, three million.
1: How much do you make?
4: About uh, one one seventy per year and another question can i recover enough if i do decide not to take it can i recover enough if i lose that amount of money with with the new pension calculations into my salary will basically be a wash
2: there we go that's 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 actually why i asked the question of how much you make which is of the next two years right and what five four months how much of that would you be working for free that's right yep Versus getting paid for. or
4: Probably over, based on my estimation, uh, probably over, it might be about 15, 16 months, maybe uh, uh, a year and uh, two quarters. Yeah. Maybe, at, uh, yeah. let's see, about six quarters. And that's
1: not right? calculating the, the lost opportunity. That's correct. That's
4: correct.
2: Yeah. That's correct. And so you're, uh, how old are you now, 65? I'm 64.
4: 64. I'll be 65 in July. 64 years.
1: Any chance they would hire you back as yeah. a contractor? Scott and I
2: yeah, are they've thinking They've changed
4: that policy. They've changed that policy. It used to be 6 months. They won't hire you back in the same position, but you can come back as a contract worker where your hours are capped.
2: Uh, to, to what? 20 hours they a week?
4: Hire you? Pardon?
2: Uh, they cap you at 20 hours a week?
4: I think they cap you for a certain amount of annual hours per year. Yeah, it's as typically a contract worker? Yeah, it's typically yeah. A, uh I'm not familiar uh, I don't with that because every yeah, company's they can't different. Yeah, so so uh, they've reduced it from six months now to 90 days.
2: Uh, so I, now
4: I, the policy has changed because they're in desperate yeah. need to hire people. Uh-huh. They've changed that policy now where well, they can't even talk about any promises or anything until you leave the company uh, about it being <laughs> a contract Joe? worker coming back. So, I, I could
1: just think, so when I was a practicing advisor, I had a lot of clients. I still have a few clients, but back in the day – there was a, a, a company, I'm Northern California. There was a company close by that had very similar things ca- kind of came down. And I can't tell you how many people that we talked to just like this, a couple years away from retirement, and all of a sudden this is thrown at them. And like, dang, if I, like, <laughs> I'm not quite to where I want to go, but it, now it doesn't, it's not pay- making economic sense for me to stick. I have one thing to say, Joe.
2: Congratulations on your retirement. <laughs> You're leaving. <laughs>
4: You're leaving. That's exactly. <laughs> I'm thinking that because I'm thinking what the interest rates now are at five percent. It's really getting as good right now. I mean, it's at seven percent, where you can get a higher interest rate if you invest that money, Joe. Whereas it pre- it's you, it is
1: such a unique opportunity right now because uh, right. if you compare, you would. Um, are you married? Yes, I am. All right. So you would have taken a joint and survivor annuity of some sort, right? You would have taken right. a reduced amount to make sure your spouse continued to have it. Now you have an opportunity. You can take – if you said, I don't want to take any – I want to take as little risk as possible, my guess is even with treasuries, you can build a, 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 a bond ladder that would provide income similar to what the joint and survivor pension How taking? much money do you have outside of this
2: lump sum, this $1.3 million?
4: Uh, uh Very little because we already moved into our retirement home and we eliminated debt.
2: Okay, perfect, so, perfect, perfect. You, yeah. You're you going to go back to work. We know right. that. I, you're going to go back as a
1: contractor.
4: Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Cuz they're going to have too oh, many
1: people I... leave at once. We've seen, I've seen this movie before. We've seen it 3 times. <laughs> I've saw the three different companies. We saw it in the
2: telecommunications industry, uh, which was unbelievable. It was Right. And there were people that went on contract for the nice thing about My going on – My stepfather,
1: he retired he, he worked for a utility company in Southern California. They had some lump sum buyout thing. Interest rates were changing. He's like, doesn't make sense for me to stick around. And he, he was a contractor for 17 years after that. Yeah, right, yeah, 17 years. Was... So, but what happens is once you go back
2: on a contractor, life gets much more flexible because I've had clients that went back on contract for six or seven years. They'd work a year, take three months off, they're like, yeah, I'm tired of working. I take three months off. After three months, they're like, yeah, I'm going to go back to work, but I'm only going to work 30 hours a week. But the, the the opportunity cost, where we are in the market today, right? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Y- y- you, know, you go in and you build yourself a
1: 50-50 portfolio. And I know that oftentimes you hear us say that we're not big annuity fans. There are clearly times you'd be better off buying a commercial annuity from an insurance company than taking a monthly pension for most people um without In this marketplace yeah but the best thing to do is to build like a 50 50 portfolio and
2: get a reasonable distribution on it yeah congrats congrats on the retirement
4: okay yeah that, that that's kind of what i i figured especially with the uh interest rate that i'd be getting now that are really good with the investments that i would yeah. with a with a 65 35 split between bonds and and um, and stocks.
1: You've got a lot of uh, there's a lot of opportunities, a lot of options for you, Joe. So uh, this is one of these things. It's um, I don't think this is the company's intention, right? Yeah, but it's just where the it,
2: it, it's the change in the interest rates yeah. from the beginning That'll of be the year because they're using last year's interest
1: rates. Yeah, so annual It's probably it's an annual. annual yeah, it's an annual. Know, when yeah, when the rates were zero, and now they're they're, they're four and a half four, percent, four, or four right. something. Right. <laughs> it's Crazy. So, good luck to you, Joe. Wish you well. I, and uh, by the way, go. Talk to find a good a good financial advisor to help you transition through this because um, you don't want to you don't want to make mistakes at this at this stage. Let's uh, talk with Tom in California. Tom, you're with Allworth Money Matters.
3: Hi guys, uh, I have a question for you. Um, I'm 57 years old. I had a stroke three years ago. I work for the state of California, and a couple of weeks ago, they um, medically disabled me from the state. They said I could not do the job correctly. Okay. So, I got my retirement, I guess, from them. My only problem is I only had 12 years at the state at this time. I started when I was 45. I had my own business. You know, 50, I went to the state. 45, 57.
1: Are you oh, 10 years? Did you get vested for a pension and medical?
3: I'm I'm 12 years into the state. Yeah. So, you, so you, but
1: you had you had 10 years full time
2: employment, right? So you yes. worked 40 hours a week for at least 10 years.
3: Yes. Okay. So I it did. sounds
1: like you have vested for
2: a yes. Okay. Both uh, med-
1: lifetime medical and a pension, correct?
3: Yes. So okay. I just they just said they're going to give me $2500 a month in that is it 12 years of reti- t- 12 years of doing the job. Okay. And I got a spouse uh supplement after that. So if I die, she gets 1700. Okay. Um I'm also going to apply to Social Security disability as well. Uh-huh. I looked online from that. I can get $30,000 per month. So my question is, after next year with this retirement, um, can I make more money? How do I have to pay taxes? And this year right now, I got my um, vacation pay from the state as well. Okay. So my salary was 145, $140,000 from the state. Okay. I got fifty thousand dollars extra from vacation this okay. year. So right now wow. I'm at hundred and eighty five thousand dollars. Just find some irony
1: day. when you have fifty thousand here you they say you're you're too disabled to do the job, but you're obviously able bodied enough to show up for work, which is why you have
3: fifty grand worth of banked vacation. Un- days. Unbelievable. unbelievable. They just they, they basically terminated me. That's the difference. They said uh, you can't do this job. They gave me a medical examination two times the first time. The doctor gave me a good note and they said, well, in one sentence, it said, well, we didn't examine his brain thoroughly. So after that, I had to go to a six hour medical examination with a Ph.D. doctor, not a medical doctor, a Ph.D. guy. And he wrote another letter and they said, because of that, you can't do this job. Yeah. So So what here's the answer to your question. Sorry,
2: you're going through this. The the answer to your question is you could go back
1: to work. You yeah. could go back to work. if It's not going to impact dis-
2: your pension. It's not going to
1: impact your pension. Now, Social Security, right. the thing with Social Security, you've got to be fully disabled to collect Social Security. So if you're able to do any other job... Any other job. You won't collect Social Security. But my guess is because you've
2: actually been disabled in the state of California, there's a very, very good chance that you'll be disabled for Social Security.
1: I would, yes. That however, would be my guess yeah. as
2: well. However...
1: Then you can't work. You don't want to work, right? I so cannot th-
3: work at all.
2: That's right. Not if if you're, you're on Social Security, you you your disability, you're not working, or you're not eligible for Social Security disability. Is he eligible for unemployment?
3: You got forced out. I don't know the answer to that.
1: Did you voluntarily leave? Voluntarily leave?
3: It's very difficult. I don't know what happened with me. I just um, I would just term- I would apply for unemployment. They didn't. Unemployment. They didn't terminate me. They, they medically disabled me. Yes. They didn't fire me. They they,
2: they, they retired you. They me. they medically retired they you. They retired me. So yes. I would I would
1: apply for if unemployment. If I were you, I'd I'd apply for unemployment. I'm fifty six. You're fifty seven. If I were in your situation, I would apply for unemployment. And say, look, I tell the EDD like I am. Uh, I think I can find a job. I'm going to be looking for a job. They state uh, medically retired me. Do you? And want to I don't go, want to be retired. Do you think you could go back to work
3: full time somewhere else? I could do easily stuff. I can do. I sell on eBay. I can sell on eBay all day long, and make money doing that.
2: Well, that's not a job.
1: That's self-employed.
3: It's my own self-employment. Yeah. Can I do that?
1: Yes, well, n- well, not while collecting unemployment, not, not while, while collecting social uh, Social Security disability. Disability. When you're disabled for Social Security, you're disabled, which means you're not working. I mean, I, my guess is there are people out there that are doing a little side job and putting under spouse's name or something. But you, I certainly couldn't recommend that. That's you, how you should do. You think, it. Scott? So we we <laughs> would tell you. you leave. Mean, do you think there's people scamming the government <laughs> system? Do you think that's... No. So you
2: could, you could, you could. You could run a business, but you not work in it, and the income could show up for your wife. Take that however you want. But if you were my brother, I'd say, file for unemployment. And at the same time, let's go ahead and file for Social Security Disability. And let's expect it to get turned down twice uh, with Social Security Disability. And on the second time we get turned down, we're going to hire an attorney, and the attorney is going to help us go through the process. I might even bring what, the attorney in. Well, oh, there's, a gonna, there's a process. You're going to say, I can't work. I'm disabled. And they're going to say,
1: no, we think you can work. And
3: you're going to say. But
1: to your point, you brought up earlier, but because the state of California medically they disabled, disabled me. Them. Now, understand. They but medically- no, no, I understand what you're saying. But almost everyone, the first time they apply for Social Security disability, they get denied. They get denied.
2: And your argument really? is. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And your argument is. That, look, Turn on the television or listen to the radio and you'll hear an ad you know about lawyers that help there's a lot get of people that security
1: like, uh, i don't really feel like working i mean maybe i'm disabled yeah yeah but, i'm disabled i don't know so, so but i'm there's, too depressed to but, work. but the the definition of for
2: social security for disabled in the state of california for a employment may be completely different so I, I agree with scott file for the unemployment take the money they're giving you now fire for unemployment Start the Social Security disability immediately.
3: Expecting I already be, did that. I, okay. I turned it in. Yes, I, I turned it in last week. Expect to but be I denied. Impl- I have, I haven't not. I haven't done the um, unemployment. Do that. Do that. I,
1: if, look, if if I were you, I would apply for it and just see what happens. Yep. And then uh, okay. ex,
2: expect to get turned down from Social Security and apply again. They turn you down the second of time. Get an attorney.
1: So yeah, appreciate. Sorry, sorry, you you had to go through all this time. I really am, but. Um, um, hope it all works out well for you. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we will um, talk about some crypto stuff and take your calls. This is Allworth's Money Matters.
0: Can't get enough of Allworth's Money Matters? Visit allworthfinancial.com radio to listen to the Money Matters podcast. Welcome back to Allworth's Money Matters. Scott
1: Hansen. I'm Pat McClain, thanks for sticking with us. We are going to take some more calls, but we set the start of the program. I want to talk a little bit about what's happening in the crypto world. Oh, but you sent me yesterday
2: a link to a podcast called Bad Bets. Yes right? Yeah. And I had, uh, and I apologize. You said it to me yesterday. And I
1: don't trade that. We don't trade that many podcasts back and forth, uh, uh,
2: uh, but you really enjoyed it. And I feel bad because I had listened to it the week before. And I thought Scott would really enjoy this. Um, So this one was about, uh, Nicola. That, Nicola. Th- that we
1: talked about that program. Uh, that, that was the the, elect- the fake electric truck that they had rolled down the highway to make it look like it was running? <laughs> yes. <laughs> the guy's in prison now. Yeah, so... He should be. But it was a... What was the... The market capitalization was, I don't know, 50 billion. It was worth more than Ford Motor. It was a publicly traded company. It was all a bunch of lies. Yeah, yeah. As was Theranos. Right? And you think, this is unbelievable.
2: This is crazy. Like, these are... These are big time boys and girls investing in these companies and they turn out to be complete scams. So listen to the the podcast, Bad Bad." If you're
1: interested in that story. If you're interested.
2: And while you're at it, share our podcast with someone else. (laughs) But the reason I bring this up is the crypto.
1: In the crypto world.
2: this This happens in the United States with big investors. But crypto... There's, what did I see yesterday, 20,000 different cryptocurrencies
1: now. They they speculate. No one really knows. And there's a, there's a few different ways that people can invest in crypto. One is by buying just crypto, like Bitcoin. Then it needs to be stored somewhere. Uh, it, it could cold storage or an exchange. <laughs> right, cold storage, <laughs> whatever that means. Um, or you can buy... Uh, tokens in some sort of company like FTX instead of shares, they sold their own coins, or you can say, you know, I've got this crypto and if I put it on, on deposit at a company like FTX, they're going to pay me an interest rate
2: for it. Sometimes 10, but you're going to give them the ability to lend that to someone else. So you're thinking, how did you start with this? Nicola and end up with this. The, it's the same story in my mind. It, it, this well, one's bigger. This is bigger. And the reason this is bigger is it's 100% global. And by the way, so we watched FTX blow up last week and then Genesis is blowing up this week. We have just started. Watch what happens to these cryptos and crypto exchanges.
1: What, what was so and we talk if, if you've been listening to this program for a long time, you you've heard us talk about the the Danger of investing in these tokens, because like, they look like securities to me, and for whatever reason, the SEC hadn't really done anything until now. Of course they will. But this uh, Sam bankman Freed looks like a video gamer is what he looks like. He's a little doughy with big, boofy hair.
2: He was playing World of War when he was actually World of War when he was actually presenting to Sequoia on his League of movie. Legends, I think. Oh, League of Legends. Always <laughs> yeah. well, presenting to a private equity firm or venture capital. Venture,
1: one of the big ones. Premier, Sequoia, capital yeah. was an investor in this. In this FTX thing. And then if you've listened to us for a while, we talked about after the the football game, the, the Super Bowl, all the ads they had. And like we said it felt just like two thousand, the year like two.com the when they had Pets.com, pets.com and all like... these other things that were all built on nothing. And here it is. We're seeing this the it is this Sam Bankman Freed, I will put money on it that he will end up in prison. Uh, and he ingratiated himself with all kinds of uh, politicians, regulators, Hollywood elites, professional athletes. I mean, on his payroll, paid for various events or whatnot, Bill Clinton, Tom Brady. Yep. And all kinds of different it's, actors. Well, look, and this, actresses. This,
2: this, this was just the start. And so we will see in the coming months. And
1: a lot of this reminds me a they little bit. They say there are over 1 million creditors. Bernie Madoff was different. Bernie Madoff some similarities but he only went after the super wealthy but yes. this is this is the everyday person that invested in these things
2: well scott it um the the reason they're going to blow up is because of counterparty risk
1: which is the same reason that happened in the financial crisis yeah so here's what ftx did okay so they set themselves out like we're going to be think of us like a Charles Schwab, but for crypto instead of traditional securities. So you're going to be able to buy and sell other crypto here. And you can have an account here at FDX. And you can buy a margin. Yeah. Do all kinds of different things. And then... <sighs> and, and we can pledge some of your your coins to other firms. But this Sam Bankman-Fried just said, why don't I set up this other company, a side company, and we'll have FTX loan money to this Alameda company. And Alameda, what they will do is they will buy FTX tokens. So we're going to create these tokens, and we're going to have one main buyer ourselves, right? So So when you control...
2: The supply and the demand. Yeah,
1: you can set the price, which worked out just fine. Until... One of his
2: competitors actually created a little bit of spook in the market and created a run on the bank. And someone said, hey, guess what? I want my money back. Uh Uh-oh, we're going to have to sell sell some. But Scott, it wasn't just that one person wanted the $500 million back because that wouldn't have done it. It was who it was and how they did it. So they went on social media and said, I'm taking my $500 million in tokens out right now because I'm a little freaked out that these guys aren't real and that they're not going to be able to support it. And sure enough, it becomes a self fulfilling prophecy, which would have happened, by the way, anyway. Eventually, eventually, it just wouldn't have happened as quickly. And it happened in just a few days. Okay, so it happened. So what? What I've been, I've been following this pretty close. So Genesis, I've been
1: fascinated by yeah, it.
2: Genesis was
1: another. Um, just this last week, it's a subended withdrawal. But with FTX, they were they did all kinds of. The, 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 the interim CEO, the bankruptcy—they're in bankruptcy. The bankrupt CEO was the, the was the same individual who took Enron through bankruptcy, and he said he's never seen anything like what he's seen here. Well, there was there's there was, no there's no gov- guidance, governance whatsoever. There no was no corporate control. There was
2: some regulations in Enron. Some regulations. this was located in the Bahamas, and so you see. I read this article. They someone set up these. They're setting up these GoFundMe pages because they want to oh, raise on. money because they were gonna that this was the money they were gonna buy a car with. Oh, this money shouldn't have been in the crypto. But I'm gonna compare it something. Prior to the 1930s, the U.S. financial system wasn't nearly as stable as it is today. No FDIC existed.
1: So, so your bank was only as good as their ability to repay you, right? And you truly were loaning money to the bank. To the bank. And the bank was
2: loaning money to people
0: or other banks or wherever.
2: So the first bank uh, fell in Nashville, Tennessee in the 30s. There was a run on the U.S. financial system for two years between 1930 and 32. 1930 and 32. The number of companies, of banks that went bankrupt were in the thousands, thousands, thousands. All these little small financial incidents. 9,000 is how many banks throughout the United States closed in the 30s. Imagine,
1: 9,000. Is that why you say you think this is just starting, this is the beginning? Just starting, just starting.
2: And then that's when they came around with the FDIC insurance, the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation, on June of 1933. And that's why people were comfortable putting money in a bank. Of course, because the federal government, the same people who print the dollars. Worst case, they just go print some more. Well, but, but the chances of you getting your money back at the bank are really, really, really good. 100%. The chances of you actually putting... First of all, why does the cryptocurrency price go up? Because we're selling scarcity? Because if it was truly a fiat currency, shouldn't it be relatively
1: stable against a stable currency? The thing that's so interesting about this, and I'm, I, I've got a friend of mine who's quite bright. Um, he, he, was, he had taken some classes in crypto. This, so this is like five years ago we we're having some debate about this. And he kept going back to the blockchain and how the blockchain is going to revolutionize the way commerce is done. And I kept- and I kept going back to look i I think you're right there, I believe that, but just because Bitcoin is built on blockchains technology doesn't mean that Bitcoin is prices is going to the moon. Yes. And maybe it will. I have no idea where bitcoin's going
2: and I had a gentleman tell me, "You don't understand, Pat, each blockchain needs its own currency. I'm like, that makes perfect sense, so <laughs> they're pretty easy to start. They're pretty easy to start. When the top 100 corporations in the United States decide what that currency is going to be, and then they create it, then I think we got something there.
1: And that there's regulation around it. But this is, believe me, and I tell you, these guys were spending hundreds of millions of dollars in advertising and political contributions. So in all seriousness, Pat, I'm... I'm waiting because what's going to happen is through this bankruptcy, uh, people are going to get pennies on the dollar, right? They'll be pennies on the dollar. And if you think back to like Bernie Madoff, which is a Ponzi scheme, what ended up happening is the people that were paid out before, you the think- bankruptcy proceedings came back and said, hey, why don't you need to give us this money back? I'm just curious about the politicians who took the money. Oh. The um, paid oh. endorsements. Yes. I mean, if you're Larry David, you don't really need the money. You thought you'd be doing a cute little ad in the Super Bowl for He FTX, didn't do it for free. He didn't do it for free. I mean, I see, in all seriousness. Yeah, yes, yes. I'm yes, thinking yes, yes, these guys were part of the scam. Whether yeah. they realized they were in on it or not, this was a scam.
2: Yeah, if I was Larry David, I'd probably actually or give it to give it to charity. charity. So here's what they also this is my part I love. This is where this is this is this is when <laughs> this you knew you this love. was when the end. You knew it was close. FTX relocated to the Bahamas from Hong Kong last year and created a cushy lifestyle. A cushy lifestyle for the employees. The company spent more than $100,000 every week on catering for its headquarters. $100,000 for catering on its headquarters, as well as millions of dollars on housing for executives and exclusive B-side developments, according to former employees. Man, the
1: Bahamas loved FTX
2: locating oh, there. Wow. Well, anyway, just if you've been a longtime listener, you have told, you've heard us say, stay, stay far, far away from this stuff. It produces nothing. It is a complete speculation. It has been sold on uh, a rocket ship to the moon. It is far from that. It is, it is nothing but. I had a
1: friend of mine last January. He was pitching me uh, like, hey, what do you think, Scott? And, um, and I said, here's how I view things. Let's assume Bitcoin goes to a million dollars. And I don't ever invest in it. Oh, I guess I missed out on that Bitcoin going to a million dollars. But my lifestyle hasn't changed any. But let's say I take a bunch of money and I put it and Bitcoin goes to zero or somewhere close to that. Now, my lifestyle has been clearly (laughs) disrupted. So if I miss out on it, I'm fine with missing out on it.
2: Scott, you don't have the fear of missing out gene, which is the FOMO gene. Which is at the end of every run-up in the market is the FOMO, the fear of missing out. And people have it. In fact, I read a quote from a private equity that he, he said, I have made a terrible mistake. I knew better. But my fear of missing out.
1: No, I don't I, have that. You're right. You don't have that. You don't No, have that. But I also remember when I first got in this industry, my manager on his desk at a th- plaque that said to It's an acronym. There is no such thing as a free lunch. So that is it. We're Enough
2: about, it uh, we're going to go to the calls and. Uh... Yeah, let's but, go. Um, but from now on, we're not going to talk much about crypto except. When do we do? No, um, once a <laughs> month, we'll just announce the other exchanges
1: or crypto uh, that okay. have blown up. <laughs> okay? That's this is Pat McLean's predictions. <laughs> we just go
2: through the list. I'm telling you, it's going to happen. And half of them we'll never read about. Well, I mean, calls.
1: what's going to happen is people read first FTX and Genesis. There was another one earlier in the year. And so you've got your crypto on the count somewhere like, Mo- maybe I should get my money out. My and crypto then out. counterparty risk, prices drop, margin calls, you
2: name it. Um, so we won't talk about it anymore other than once a month. We will go through a list of all the ones that have um, – are either in bankruptcy or on their way to a federal
1: indictment. Let's go back to calls. Uh, hey, we want to let everyone know that uh, Saturday, September, September, Saturday, December 3rd, Pat and myself will be sitting in the studio for three hours answering your calls. Um, this is what we'll use for building our podcast in the future. Uh, again, Saturday, December 3rd from 9 a.m. to noon Pacific, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Saturday, December 3rd, you can uh, reserve a spot to talk with us at questions at moneymatters.com or you can call 833-999-6784. Let's go to Missouri and talk with Rob. Rob, you're with Allworth Money Matters.
5: Hi, uh, uh, my name's Rob and uh, my mom uh, passed away like uh, in October and uh, uh, and she left me an IRA And uh, the people that actually had the IRA, well, she was getting checks from them. And uh, so I called them up and just said that, hey, she passed away. And they said, well, you need to do something with this money now. And, uh, uh, man, I don't know what to do with Uh, my mom. Rob, how old are you? I'm 63 and I still work. I work for the I work for the government for the state of Missouri and uh, uh, and uh, I I own my own home. It's uh, uh, it's paid for. Okay. Uh, and uh, uh, and and I'm pretty set for uh, you know retirement. And I ain't worried about tomorrow okay. either because because uh, I know I'm spending eternity.
2: <laughs> I got, and how how much money is in this IRA? Uh, Hundred and fifteen thousand. And were there any any other beneficiaries on this IRA other than yourself, like any siblings or no. relatives? No. Nope. So it was just nope. you. And how was the money invested when your mother uh, was alive? Was it in the bank, or was it at a brokerage firm, or where was it? It
5: was at. It was at. Well, it started off at a brokerage firm, mm-hmm. but they sold out to an annuity. Oh, okay. okay. All and right. The, the the thing's still an IRA. They okay. said it was still an IRA. Okay. Yeah, but I knew it. Here's, here's
1: so here's what if I were in your shoes. Here's what how I would handle this. Okay. You, okay. This hundred and fifteen thousand dollars has yet to be taxed. Right. If you cashed it out all in one year and took it and put it in your bank account, it you that hundred and fifteen thousand would be added on to your uh, at, at the tax time to all your other income. And you'd be taxed at a high rate on it. So right. we want to try to minimize the tax on this. It used Absolutely. to be, you, it used uh-huh. to be you can stretch this out over your life expectancy. They've changed the rules, but you can stretch it out over the next ten years. Uh huh. So what you can do is set up what's called a a beneficiary account. So it's an uh-huh. account that would say Rob Smith or whatever your last name is for benefit of uh, Myrtle Smith, your mother, right? Yeah. And so that way it's kept in with her name on it. You are a beneficiary. It's a beneficiary IRA. Yeah. So
2: well, Myrtle Smith for FBO for Rob Smith. You had it backwards. Uh-huh.
1: Okay. Thank you. Yes. That, anyway. Yes. <laughs> uh, and so once it's titled that way, you have control. You essentially have control of the account. You can invest it how you'd like. If you particularly set up like at a brokerage IRA uh, you've got a lot of flexibility. You just need to make sure that you just dis- take it. You, you distribute this over the next uh, ten years, and you must start taking your first distribution in the first twelve months. Actually, December of thirty-first, the first full year after passing away. Uh, otherwise, the account would need to be distributed within five years. So, so when
2: did she pass away? Uh, October fifth. Okay, so you need to do the distribution in 2023. How do you have any money uh, in, in your 403b or 401 or 457 with the the state that you're working with? That uh, you work for.
5: A pension okay. fund, but but they said that they don't want nothing. No, to that's do right. With that. That's right.
2: That's right. That's right. That's right.
5: So yeah, uh, I asked them if I could do that yeah. because they're always telling me if you put more money in, you got more money. Well, well, back look, when look, go to that's when you
2: That's they're kind of right. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to take money out of this hundred and
1: fifteen thousand dollars and pay taxes on it every year, and I want you to put money into one tenth. Take out one tenth the first year. Uh, one ninth the second year one eighth. yeah and i want you to actually put this into your uh t- to come
2: out of your paycheck to come out of your paycheck so what uh, happens you're going to get ten thousand dollars in taxable from your mom's uh, ira your paycheck is going to drop by ten thousand dollars a year because you're going to put it into a roth 457 with the state and quite frankly you, you know uh, i'm gonna uh, you need to you need a you need a financial advisor to walk you through this. It's not complicated, but you got to make yeah. sure you do it right.
1: Um, yeah, I would, I would, uh, I, I would definitely, yeah, meet yeah. with a financial advisor. Yeah. But th- you can't put it in your name. It ha- if you do, you're essentially draining that IRA. Pay, and you're, it's going to be a taxable event, and then you, you, the proceeds you can put in your name. Uh, but the best thing is to set up a beneficiary account, and you could. And then increase, increase your contributions. A good financial advisor can help you set that up, help you deal with the paperwork of getting it transferred over from where it's currently at today and go that direction. So, wish you well. Appreciate the call. Let's talk to Ron in California. Ron, you're with Allworths Money Matters.
3: I, I hear uh, uh, you guys have the best crop report, so I'm ready for the information. <laughs>
1: okay. All right. Thank you. What can we do for you?
2: That's, that's, all right. So, oh, come on, Pat. I thought you'd be jumping on that. Oh, I know. Uh, line so I'm trying, Rod. Trying. What do no, you got no.
3: for us? No. So I want to. Uh, I have a question more along the lines, and I guess it would be under what it, what seems to be everyone calling the Great Reset. So there's an executive order out there that is coming in line in December, and it's uh, either a beta or some kind of a soft. Uh, look at transitioning the dollar to electronic currency something along those lines and so i just want to see hey what's what you guys knew about that and what your thoughts were on where where that would even take us in the, the world of investing
2: well let's let's frame this I, I are you are i think it took place in March or april is that the um, biden's executive order regarding uh blockchain and digital currencies is that what you're speaking of
3: Correct. Okay. And there's an, a, a start date in December of this year.
2: Yeah. So no one really, we're not quite sure what this means yet, but, but I think it was a, I was, I think it was a good thing. And, and it's not to, it's, I didn't read it as it is to switch our currency to a digital currency. In fact, you could argue right now that a large part of our economy is run by digital currency just because how money is moved around. Very rarely do you transact something with cash, cash, right? Very rarely. So it is in some digital fashion. What I read into the executive order, um, and we're going to see where it lands, it was to protect the economic system from systemic problems that occur because of the digital currencies. And it's especially important as we have seen – Uh, companies including brokerage firms i think the last one don't quote me on this was bank of new york pershing that was and fidelity were going to allow start allowing digital currencies to figure out how to allow digital currencies to be traded on their platform so i didn't think i didn't think one way or the other over the executive order i didn't see it as
1: good i actually saw it i saw it more as good than bad i don't want to go down this rabbit hole in this program but uh I, I If we are at a point where suddenly it's a, a digital currency that a government controls, then the government can start dictating who gets to spend money on what items and services, uh, similar to what China is doing. So the whole concept of that goes against the core of my belief in individual freedoms and the things I love about this country. Um, but I didn't read it that way. And by the way,
2: if 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 we think about where digital currency came from, everyone talks about digital currency. You know, digital currency has been around for quite a while. And the first digital currencies were used in order to move currency on the dark web having to do with Silk Road. So if I was buying this drug in what country and selling it to another someone in another country, I needed a way to disguise or launder that money – Across national borders, and I didn't oftentimes know who my counterparty was, or didn't know them that well, and that was the whole premise behind this digital currency. It, you know, and it, it—that's why it started. It started as a way to launder money. I mean, we could talk about it, and it's—it's it's morphed into something else. Um, so I didn't see anything wrong with uh, that executive order. If that's—and and I didn't see him. Either endorsing or not endorsing um, digital currencies. Does that make sense, Ron?
3: Yeah, and I was thinking more along the, the lines of what Scott was saying, but only, only time will tell. Oh, yeah. um, so this again, is just think not, this, answer, yeah, yeah, it's just not so, where it's I want to good.
1: go on this program. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, um, yeah. yeah so, I hear you. Yeah. So, <laughs> I, I, although there's there's many interesting programs out there mm-hmm. on uh, um, on that sort of thing. So appreciate the call. Well, unfortunately, that is um, that's it for this program. As fun as it's been. And as Pat said, he was not going to mention crypto again for another month, but I kind of doubt that. We'll it. see. It is interesting. Oh, it's fascinating to watch. You, you, you knew it was going to happen. You just didn't know when. I was talking to a, an advisor, a client in February of this year, took all his life savings out and put it in crypto. Because we didn't understand, apparently. Anyway, we're out of time. We'll see you next week. This has been All Worth
0: Money Matters.